Tuesday, everybody. She is here and she is chipper cheery. So I am in the midst of a Roni rewatch for about the 45th time. And I am uh, testicles deep in season two Roni. And I have had many epiphanies, but maybe the greatest epiphany of all came to me earlier this weekend. Kelly Ben Simone is my president, and she has been and will always be right about everything. I judged Kelly Ben Simone for various, I mean, a myriad of things for the jelly beans, for the running in traffic, for um, the weird horse in the middle of her uh, loft, her New York City loft, for her contradictory photo skills saying that she, you know, doesn't know how to operate a camera, but then is also like Jill Ben Simone's ex-wife. All of the things that made Kelly Ben Simone just so Kelly Ben Simone. But upon my rewatch, and hindsight being 2020, and just, you know, taking pause and really, really accurately taking a lay of the land, especially in the digital universe, I have come to the realization that Kelly Ben Simone deserves justice, okay? And I want to clear her goddamn name because I am a woman of the people and a warrior for justice, okay? I want to talk about Bethany Frankel because I did have a bit of another psychotic break at a sweet green parking lot earlier. I was laughing so hard that I think the people that were parked next to me thought that I was like maybe having like a bit of a break situation, 5150 vibes, which is kind of my norm these days. I was crying, laughing, like suffocating and choking on my, on my salty tears, trauma, truffle butter. Okay. That's a bitch Bible glossary term. It's when you're crying. Now I've only experienced trauma, truffle butter in the sad yin to the yang, but the, when the overjoyed trauma, truffle butter is when you are the tears, the snot and the phlegm all kind of get together and formulate. And then they trickle down into your mouth and then you're coughing because you're choking on the varietal of of uh, snot from your nose and tears from your eyes from crying so hard. But it can be a joyous experience. And I learned that today. I was laughing so hard by myself because I hard launched my Instagram app. And all of a sudden, who is somebody's in? Who's that? I thought somebody was trying to break in my house. I dare a motherfucker. You don't want to know what's going on in this house, okay? It is Fort Knox. Remember when Charlie's Angels had to break in to Sam Rockwell's like technology database and then they had to like scan their faux contact and then they had to like leap through lasers. Remember Cameron Diaz just like doing acrobat acrobatic moves and handstands and flips and dips and whips and nays through all those red lasers? That's what a motherfucker would have to do to try to accurately like break into my house. I'm a psycho. I have 56 sensors in this house. It's like big brother up in here. We've got some cameras. If you roll through my house for like any type of event, I can hear what you're saying about me before you walk in and the side yard. I know when you're going to the bathroom, I can, I, I it's, it's a lot, but you know, when you have, uh, a rapist on the loose, who's sending you voicemails on a daily basis, you gotta, you gotta load up. It's just what you have to do. Anyways, less about me, more about Roni, Bethany Frankel. Okay. 
Um, I was laughing so hard in my car by myself, trauma truffle butter style, because I hard launched my Instagram app and Sunday she hath risen. Bethany Frankel is taken to Instagram once again. Brittany, cue up the ring light. Mama's got work to do. And she is sharing her hot takes on divorce. It is like no topic goes untouched, okay? There is there is nothing that she doesn't have a hot take about. And I understand, listen, people will say I'm a hypocrite because I my job is to talk behind a microphone and, and give opinions and hot takes, and I totally understand. But there has to be a threshold. I can assure you, and I mean this lovingly and respectfully, if I had the funds to fuck off forever, I would do such with glee. I would dab my trauma truffle butter with dollar bills. I would be lunching w- uh, restaurants with focaccia, complimentary focaccia, have an Aperol spritzes, giving absolutely zero fucks about being plugged into the outside world. I'd go full Nell on your house. Rich Nell, okay? Fabulous Nell. Tay in the win. Just for perspective, okay, here are all the topics that Bethany Frankel has posted about and not just posted about, not like a little touch. We are talking a full length opinion reel, including at least seven relevant hashtags to garner more views (laughs) in the past few days, just for evidentiary support, because this little whippersnapper loves facts. And by little whippersnapper, I'm talking about me. Jackie, woo! (laughs) I have to put a valve on this because once I start going and laughing about something, I can't physically stop. And I I have exerted all of my tear ducts at this point because I just, it is so, (laughs) this isn't happening again. It is so crazy to me. Like, what? Like, I can't explain it to someone. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Like, what in the world is wrong with someone that you have to rise with the sun and hit those reviews, honey? Like, it just, you have to stop. It's too much. It's so crazy. (laughs) Like, Paul, cue the lights. Like, what is why? 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 Olive Garden, drugstore, highlighters. It's too much. Oh, okay. Let's cue some chipper music so I can like get my shit together here. Here are all of the topics just in the past few days that have been covered by Bethany Frankel, founder of Skinny Girl Cocktails. Okay. Mogul, businesswoman, philanthropist, mother. Okay, this is, here we go. Divorce, justice for Jason Hoppe. Rimmel London eyeshadow palettes, Harry and Meghan. Her take on car sales in 2023. Her liking to colorful fashions. A drugstore makeup tutorial, tale as old as time. Preparation H hemorrhoid cream as an under eye skincare product with a coordinating drugstore visit video to acquire said Preparation H. Taylor Swift, her take on modern day ticket sales, Mother's Day, an NYX makeup review with Brittany, 
a new eye corrector powder she's loving, more hot takes on marital law, L'Oreal Paris shampoo and conditioner, J-Lo beauty review, a review on Whole Foods muscles with garlic. I'm just gonna let you sit with that for a second. Oh, this one's good. Dial foaming hand soap, Burt's Bees lip oil, and Caudalie skincare review. A skinny girl popcorn with corn nut adjacent additive snack recipe. Ina's quivering. Christian Dior eyeshadow palettes and Pat McGrath makeup reviews. Frozen Asian soup dumplings. A Mayday outdoor furniture episode about poolside umbrellas. Boyfriend, boyfriend cut jeans. A PSA about vitamin C. Did you hear? It's good for you. A special edition Hermes Birkin from her collection. One of 60 luggage reviews. A riveting jumbo lump crab spectator piece. Okay, I can't, like, I can't. Are we even going to touch the fish allergy of it all? Did I fail to mention that all of these topics are covered by Bethany Frankel, a la her social media, in the last 72 hours? Three motherfucking days, okay? It is a Sunday right now. That means nearly 66.6% of this so-called content transpired on a motherfucking weekend. No days off. This is diabolically psychotic. And you know what? Let's get back to that fucking fish allergy, okay? As recent as February 22nd of 2022, she took notes this week, ladies and gentlemen. Frankel once again took to social media to villainize Delta Airlines, or maybe it was American Airlines. I don't know. Details aren't important, but I do have the date correct. She villainized this airline for serving fish on a plane despite her life-threatening, that's a direct quote, life-threatening allergy, saying publicly that she has eliminated all fish from her diet, okay? The airline's counter-argument was that a fish allergy is not airborne. Frankel took extreme issue to this, blasting all over her feeds, crucifying said airline. Riddle me this. Is tuna a fish? Because I've seen you prepare 68 variations of tuna salad on your godforsaken TikTok account. So I ask you, Bethany, is tuna a fucking fish? If you are only allowed to eat shellfish, I understand. Yo comprendo mucho. I get the distinction between the two, but can you explain the caviar consumption a la December 2022 when you lovingly praised Ikura, also known as Salmon Row, not a motherfucking shellfish, or perhaps your black sturgeon caviar bagel tutorial on February 5th of this year, or perhaps on March 24th when we were delighted with yet another caviar cottage cheese concoction that could put Thomas Keller in the grave. And may I ask you, B, at your wedding to Jason Hoppy, as reported by People Magazine, can you explain the dinner selection offering of Dover Soul and how that airborne aroma would not put a blushing bride into full anaphylaxis? Huh? Call me Elle Woods, okay? Strap me up. Strap me up and just transport me to Harvard fucking law, okay? Because I'm ready to go. Imagine if I spent this type of thorough reporting on something that mattered, okay? Like legalizing child labor laws or decriminalizing plastic straws. That rhymed. And she rhymed. Shel Silverstein, move over. He's definitely dead. I could truly do great things, but instead I do this. So anyways, moving right along. There we go. Ooh, she's fiery today. Whew. 
So anyways, um, I'm sweating. She's sweating. A passenger was arrested on Frontier Airlines this weekend after hitting a flight attendant with a phone. And not to make this about me, but let's make it about me. I mean, first of all, I think I'd rather be put in jail than fly on Frontier Airlines. But, you know, that's just a personal opinion. Speaking of throwing phones, I've been a long time enthusiast of throwing phones. Throwing phones has actually been kind of the precursor to all the happiest moments in my life. So I'm going to tell you why. If you've been listening to this show a long time, you know about me throwing a phone at Andrew like days before he proposed. Okay, so last week uh, I went to go visit Andrew at his recording studio. He was babysitting my sweet baby Richard because we had so much shit going on in the house. I was like, you know what? You're kind of a deadbeat dad. You got to take Leo to the studio. So when I got there, I pulled up and everyone was like surrounding Leo. There was like a whole film crew there with gorgeous craft services and all these instruments on the property, like very fancy, very legit production company, people with headpieces. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Is Leo starring in a music video? Like, why didn't Andrew alert me that there's this was all going on at the studio? I'm rolling through looking like Shamu's whore sister. And you know, is this for me? Am I finally getting my music video? It's I'm not really in the body type that I would like to be in for my music video, but whatever. I also would have had Leo groomed if I knew that he was, you know, potentially going to be a star of some type of production, but whatever. So long story long, Niall Horan was shooting a live performance, uh, some songs off his new album, uh, at the studio and at our other friends' places nearby because he recorded the album out there and he's just like the sweetest, cutest guy ever. And maybe this is TMI, but the night that we conceived Baby Osama, Baby Adolf, Baby... Do you know that I know a kid named Columbine? Did I mention that? I probably ha- did. I know a kid named fucking Columbine, okay? Who thought that was a good idea? Bethany Frankel and that mother need to get together because they have nobody in their lives that gives them the red light. If I was posting that many fucking TikTok videos, okay, I would be so ruthlessly bullied by friends and family that I would have to move into a kibbutz and go into fucking hiding because I would be being verbally berated by my loved ones. Okay. They already bully me for all my bullshit. So it's nobody, not one person looked at her and thought, hey, you know, maybe, maybe Columbine isn't the best option for your precious baby boy. Okay. Okay. Anyways. So, 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 so the night that we conceived baby Adolf, okay. We were at our friend's house for dinner and you know, I was, I was having a few sippy cups of vodka. Okay. And Niall was there and I hadn't seen him in a few like I hadn't seen him in a while. Okay. And I was razzle dazzling as I do after a couple teenies. And I was telling him he had some of his cousins, some friends from Ireland or the UK or whatever. They were all there. And I was going through their Raya profiles or their dating profiles and giving my feedback because that is like my favorite thing to do. Not Niles, his friends. Okay. And, you know, we were doing music selections. We were doing this, that, the other thing. And somehow, you know, I do try to work it into every conversation because especially after a few drinks, I think it's impressive. I was telling them about 
me throwing the phone at Andrew's head uh, days before he proposed to me. You know, I just thought that was a cute story to share at a dinner party. And, you know, superhuman strength, not to brag, but when I threw my iPhone brick phone at Andrew's head approximately seven years ago, I threw it so hard and I wasn't even wearing contacts and I'm legally blind. It hit the door frame and it bent in half. And while that doesn't seem so impressive now because the phones have gotten thinner, uh, this was a beefy brick of an iPhone. It was like my first iPhone. I bent the fucker in half. Okay. And you know, I was, uh, it was really more of a love story because we were on the topic of dating and, and, and Raya and, and matches and finding girls in LA. And I was just, you know, I was just teaching them what's out there, you know, as, as a lady do. Okay. And I really do think that the broken phone sealed the fucking deal. Okay. I was showing proud pictures of the shattered phone and they were like, oh my God, wow, you're like literally psycho. Andrew, blink twice if you need us to rescue you. Okay. So Andrew walks up during the middle of this. He's like, oh God, what the fuck is this bitch talking about? And I was like, I'm just telling them about the time I threw the phone at your head before we got engaged. And let me tell you, Something about the nostalgia of the phone throwing really got Andy hot and bothered, okay? We got home that night. Me, like a sloppy flamingo, I was wearing a pink Katinka Dijon feathered halter top, okay? And then we were looking for the phone because we wanted to send them a picture because I said I saved it and I'm going to get it mounted, which I still need to do. I need to put it in the baby's nursery because now it really has so much symbolic value, but... We were looking for the phone and it really, it got Andrew riled up, shall we say. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was the night that we conceived baby Adolf, okay? And our foreplay was a broken phone. So before you lock up an innocent frontier airline civilian for throwing a phone at a flight attendant, maybe you think about it as foreplay first. I was saying earlier how uh, my friends and family berate me and just like call me on my bullshit all the time. And part of that is that none of them listen to this podcast, which is like low key rude. But um, they were all building my registry for me because they all think that I'm like a degenerate teen mom that doesn't know what I'm doing, which is true. And quite a few of my girlfriends was like, oh, my God, like, you know what you need? It's like the cutest gift is KiwiCo. And I was like, yo, bitch, KiwiCo is a sponsor of my goddamn show. Where have you been? And they're like, yeah, we don't listen. I'm like, yeah, obviously not. So as endorsed by my girlfriends and now myself, KiwiCo is uh, just like the cutest, best thing for your child or someone else's child as a gift. Okay. KiwiCo believes that every kid is naturally creative and curious and that hands-on experiences build creative confidence and problem-solving skills that can change the world. So KiwiCo delivers fun learning games for kids of all ages. Okay, so either science or sensory play, games, geography. They have all these different crates designed by their team of experts that inspire excitement, curiosity, and moments of discovery. Okay, we want smart kids. Uh, At least I do. And like, listen, I'm not going to be the mom with the popsicle sticks like at Joe at Michael's. You know what I mean? So KiwiCo makes it so easy. You get a crate, you know, with the development of the child and 
you know, there's real engineering behind it and science and all high quality materials. So, uh, you know, the day that your Kiwi box arrives is going to be the best day of your goddamn kid's life. Okay. Every single month, it gives them tools. It gives them imagination, creativity, developmental skills. It's just a great thing. And it's so cute. I've gotten three now. And I'm like, oh my God, mom of the year. Redefine learning with play. Explore hands-on projects that build creative confidence with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line at KiwiCo.com forward slash Bible. That is 50% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O.com slash Bible. I'm at this weird stage in pregnancy where I just Uh, Like last week, I was just like hysterically crying about nothing. And this week, I'm hysterically laughing about everything, uh, which is a nice juxtaposition. I really do have just the best time with myself. It's diabolical and like probably medically, psychologically concerning. But I I just, I mean, have a whale of a time. I was laughing so hard. I was crying earlier because I was just thinking about, you know, not to be a dick, but this is a very successful podcast. And even though I have a large majority of um, relatives who think this is just a hobby, I mean, you could just do like a quick Google search or ask a friend. And, you know, this is a seemingly very successful business. However, I am constantly plagued weekly by the lack of, of guests that I, uh, have because, and by have, I mean, I don't have because every single person that books this podcast cancels. So I've gotten to a place (laughs) professionally where I don't really ask anybody to come on because, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me 374 times. Like, you know, we just, uh, we pivot accordingly. So at this point, uh, really not at this point, years, years ago, I've just decided that we're a guest-free show, not by choice, because let me clue you in on a hot tip for the listeners at home. Having a guest makes this a hell of a lot easier, okay? There is a natural rapport. There is a back and forth. There is premeditative questions that you can come up with. You you know, you can get real Katie Couric and get a goddamn note card. You know, there is a preparation and there's an ebb and flow of natural conversation that happens when you have a guest. When you are speaking to yourself uh, for, you know, an upwards of 45 minutes, things get a little dicey. Okay. And you forget that, that you're being recorded and you forget that there are professional ramifications when you make jokes about, you know, amputees or, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I don't need to list all of my problematic behavior from really just the past month, but I'm pregnant. You can't get mad at me. However, I, um, recently, you know, it it got to a funny place a couple of months ago. Like I was really hitting the stride where people were actively pursuing guesting on this show. And I was like, holy shit, Schimmel, we've really done a 180. What's happening here? And when I tell you that every single person, I will not name names, but I probably will in a month or so, I'm going to give them a little bit more time to reschedule. But 
really good guests, okay, that were actively pursuing being on the show. And I'm like, oh my God, I got to get my home studio together. We got to get those drapes in. You know, I'm like, like we got to dial this up. Within 18 hours, ah, uh, we're so sorry. We're not going to be able to make this happen. I'm like, I know exactly what fucking happened. They listened to the latest episode and they're like, holy shit, no. No, ma'am, which is just such pussy energy, a bunch of pussies. You know what that says to me? Lack of internal compass, okay? That means you're insecure, okay? Because you don't trust yourself behind a microphone and you don't think that you'll be able to dance, okay, with Barishnikov. And by Barishnikov, I mean me. <laughs> Cooper Nielsen if you will. Also, I know last week I soft teased the um, aesthetic evaluation of my 3D ultrasound, but I haven't had it yet. I'm getting it on Wednesday, so I can't really do that. You know, math is hard. So you'll have to stay posted for that next week. Now, listen, I kind of touched on this about a month or so ago, but I have been having, and this is not lovely to say, but, you know, I, I can't wait to play this for my child one day. If I decide to keep him, I, um, I have been having extremely regretful thoughts for the past 72 hours, you know, before I got pregnant, which I understand I am so hashtag blessed that this has been truly a breezy, blissful experience. I've also found that there's, there's really only two modes of mama bears. There's the doomsdayers, like, good luck. Your nipples will never be the same. Say goodbye to your life. They're going to ruin your fucking house. Like, there's the the extremity of, like, you know, your world is over, Armageddon moms. And then there's the, oh, my God, have you ever felt a love like this? And I was, like, literally, like, I loved the peach that I had for breakfast more than I love the thing inside of me right now because I don't know that fucker, okay? So there's really no middle ground, which is hard for a person like me because, you know, I don't fit into either category. I, you know, unlikable to say, I've had a, a very blissful, breezy pregnancy and I could lie. I could get theatrical with it and tell you, all of the terrible things, but there aren't many. And I realize that I'm operating from a place of extreme luck. I also think the universe made this easy on me because I was one tick away from a plan B buffet, if you know what I'm saying. So I'm trying to navigate this in the least annoying way possible, which in itself is quite annoying. And for the past, and I just the only thing I can ever be is like just brutally transparently uh, honest because then you never get caught. Okay, we're not tap dancing. There's no there's no shtick. I'm being fully 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 honest here. For the past seventy two hours, I've been uh, in a bit of a in a bit of a headspace, wondering, is this a good idea, really? And it's not because I'm worried about maternal instincts or uh, really anything other than just the total life adjustment. And I do think that it is pretty archaic and drama to be like, 
your whole world. Like uh, there is, there is a level in which uh, we will be able to adjust and pivot and operate. You know, the truth of the matter is our baby is always going to have to fucking travel. It's between Andrew and I, you know, it is what it is. Andrew has to go, for instance, to Australia for like three and a half weeks in November. The baby will be three and a half, four months old. Don't send me any fucking feedback unless you want to get your asshole ripped apart. Mama bear style. Just kidding. Uh, But the truth is, Andrew can't be away from the baby for three and a half weeks. He can't not go do this job because, you know, we got to keep a roof over our fucking head in case I get goddamn canceled and it's not feasible. He shouldn't not do a big gig because of the baby. And and the beauty of our setup is that I can do, you know, he's a music producer. I'm a podcaster. So as long as there's a fucking mic and a recording deck, I can do this from anywhere. That's kind of the beauty of the situation. So, you know, we're like, well, the baby's going to be like, barely four months old, but we got to get that fucker to Australia, given that that's, you know, greenlit by the doctors and medical professionals, not Melissa from Milwaukee, who's got a hot tip taken trick on fucking nothing. And her only sense of glorification is that she's raised three kiddos. I don't give a fuck what you think. Okay. Until you have a PhD and like a medical license, you can keep your opinions to your goddamn self. Okay. Your kid's eating glue and has an overbite. Call me the fuck back. So Andrew and I are like, okay, so if we bring the kid and we do the thing, it's three and a half weeks. We'll, you know, we'll probably bring help. Is it terrible if we put them in the back of the plane and act like we don't know them because I don't want to deal with a crying baby? I don't know. Does that make me a terrible person? Perhaps. But you start to like get into the minutia of, you know, of traveling with a child and what do we need? And do we have to have things sent? And what about formula? And what about breastfeeding? And then I started thinking, God, you know, I've really designed my life, especially in the past, I would say four to five years, to be very untethered to people, places, or things. Just pick up and go-go. I'm a go-go girl. Cue the white vinyl boots, you know? That's all I wanted in life was to get to a place of pure flexibility and not in the literal sense, in the in the lifestyle sense. You know what I mean? Where I could go wherever I want, do whatever I want. Maybe that sounds selfish. And maybe it is selfish. Maybe I've earned the right to be selfish, okay? Maybe Andrew and I endured severe trauma, losing our parents within the first year of our marriage. And we thought, you know what? We want to commemorate the fuck out of their lives by living the fuck out of our lives. And whether that be traveling the world, doing what we want. We happen to really like each other. You know, that's how we blueprinted our union and our existence and our future. And a baby kind of fucks all of that up, truly. So I've been in this weird headspace where I'm like, oh, was this a terrible, terrible mistake? Now, I am going to go through with it. So you don't need to call Child Protective Services yet, yet, yet. But I've really been thinking about it and I've been sitting like a little Shiva for yesteryear and that's where I'm at. But also because my hormones are raging through the roof, I also find myself hysterically laughing about fucking nothing in a parking lot with a kale salad because I'm trying to get leafy greens because I have gestational diabetes on the brink. 
I won't blow her spot up, but I was talking to a friend recently about the GD because I am now the poster person of gestational diabetes because I'm just like trying to get a campaign out of this like diagnosis per usual. And I was like, yeah, I just, you know, I was due like early, mid-July, but now it might be end of June because, you know, I'm on the brink of gestational diabetes. She's like, you have fucking gestational diabetes. I'm like, yeah, bitch where you been? And she's like, oh my God, that is so embarrassing. And I was like, I know. (laughs) Anyways, enough about me. Let's get back to some fun news. So President Joe Biden and the House Speaker Kevin McCarthy met at the White House, um, which is 10 days left to head off a potential debt default. So the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen reaffirmed the June 1st date as the earliest that the United States could be at serious risk of a debt default. I'm just fucking kidding. Can you imagine? I just I just wanted to scare you for a second. Jackie Schimmel tackles the political social unrest. No, no. I'm funny. Hearts are breaking everywhere because Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez are engaged. The Amazon mogul has taken his GF off the market on a $500 million yacht and a huge, big, fat rock. Um, I don't really care about this at all, but I will tell you that, um, my first job was at extra TV and man, do I have some stories about that, but that's whole, whole other episode. And Lauren Sanchez was the spunky on camera personality. And all you need to know about the future Mrs. Amazon is that I was 19 or maybe 20. Yeah, I was 19 at the time. I was an intern. Um, I had fled community college and lied about being a UCLA broadcast journalism major. Pardon the jackhammers in the back. Sorry, this is just what we're dealing with. I tried to wait, but I have men here from 7 a.m. to about 8 p.m. every single day. So the window to record is minimal and I go to bed at 8 20 p.m. So this is just what's happening here. It's fun. Uh, Anyways, so my first job when I decided that college was not for me in any capacity was I basically lied. You could do that back then. It was so fun and so easy. There was no like digital track record. You couldn't just like there's no database. Everything was a very hard to it, hard to connect the dots. You know what I mean? You had to call a supervisor, leave a voicemail, fax over documents. It was too much paperwork. So basically, I uh, applied for internships at Warner Brothers. I got placed at Extra TV. I lied and said that I was a senior at UCLA when in actuality I was not enrolled anywhere at all. And I got this internship at Extra and it was maybe my first week or so, and they had bagels every day because, you know, you had to get there at like 5, 6 a.m. It was like a day of record broadcast show. So it started very early, which worked for me because I'm a, you know, she rises with the sun. <laughs> and uh, I was in the kitchen making myself a bagel, and they didn't always spring for a lock spread, but on this day they had. So that was like very exciting. Everything bagel, lock spread, like not like the best to consume in mixed company. But like at the time I didn't really give a fuck. So I was in the kitchen 
And Lauren Sanchez was fixing herself like a tea or a coffee or something. And she came up to me and I was like, she's like, oh, are you new? And I said, yeah. Hi, my name's Jackie. Um, I just started this week. I'm so excited. And she's like, where do you go to school? I'm like, UCLA. <laughs> wink, wink. And she's like, oh, I'm, I'm like, do they have bagels every day? And she's like, they do. And she goes, but you know what they say? And I said, what? And she goes, eating is cheating. And then she walked out of the kitchen and may RuPaul strike me dead if I'm fucking lying. Eating is cheating. I was hovering at about 93 pounds when I was 18, 19 years old. I was like malnourished to the point of, I mean, a dream. Quite frankly, I look back, I look at back at photos of me like eight months ago and I was like, God damn it, Schimmel. I mean, I know that I've never been ready for crop top weather, but I think post baby, I might try like my dream, just aesthetic dream. And then we'll get back to talking about Lauren Sanchez. Actually, we won't like that's the end of the story because it's iconic. Eating is cheating. I had a dream last night. Like I've been having really lucid, vivid, like swampy ass dreams. And I had a dream that I was like, at, somewhere in Palm Springs with all of my friends. And I was serving like Gwen Stefani a la 1998. I was wearing a wife beater. We're not allowed to say that anymore, but I don't have an alternative or a synonym. So I'm going to just stick with it. I was wearing like a white tight cropped wife beater. Okay. With like exposed bra straps, like a black bra underneath. And then I was wearing these like really well fitted kind of like low boyfriend jeans, but they were like hugging my hips and my ass. Like, and I looked unbelievable. And then I was wearing this like Dior belt that I have, but I haven't really worn because you know, the demon seed and just like checkered vans and like a really, really sick ass bag and sunglasses with my hair in a ponytail. And I never have looked cooler in my entire life. And now I am hyper fixated on wearing this outfit at some point in time post baby. And I'm like, maybe that's my look. I think that's, I think I manifested my mom look. You know what I mean? Because I'm not putting on a wrap midi dress and a sensible wedge sandal with a wide brim fucking hat. Because if anything, I feel like post baby, especially when you have a boy, you kind of got to get sluttier and cooler and regressive. So I'm going full Gwen Stefani in the nineties. Okay. Tank tops, cargo pants, like sneakers. I won't do the bindi or the braces because that's not really, that hasn't aged well for Gwen Stefani. You know, where are we at with that? Because I mean, Grandma Gloria, cultural appropriation 101, that bitch was just playing dress up and saris like two weeks ago for no apparent reason. And I still, I went to lunch with her three days ago. I still have absolutely no answers about that. And I tried to bring it up, but I, and I had to bring her little Bluetooth remote because she's got that cochlear implant thing. And I was trying to, you know, like speak into it. It's just like, it's just charades at this point. You know, she kind of just talks about whatever the fuck she wants. And then I, we just have to pivot accordingly. There's no, it's not like an A, B thing. It's like an A, 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 A thing. That's going to put me into A, A because I can't fucking function. Cause I'm like, what, 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 what are you talking about? So, you know, everybody makes mistakes. Getting back to me and my post-baby aesthetic, I mean, the jackhammers and just like, I'm ready to fully light this house on fire. Um, I've said this a million times, but people like can't seem to retain the information, which is really not my problem. And I don't like to enable 
bad behavior, like your lack of resourcefulness shouldn't be a burden on my gaunt diabetic shoulders. But here we are. If you go on Amazon and you get little boys Hanes tank tops, okay? I have 500 of them. I previously, or they go by undershirts perhaps. It's the ribbed tank top, okay? I used to wear a size large, uh, you know, and I'm big titty committee. I can't wait for my lift. I can't wait for my lift. I can't wait for the, I, something's happening. I'm doing it after baby. Okay. Even if I have a second one, I feel like the second one will just make them settle a little bit, but I need a fucking lift ASAP. Okay. I'm thinking September. Anywho, go on Amazon, get the Hanes little boys tank tops. Do not do me the great disservice of sending me a screenshot. These ones, I don't fucking know. Figure it out. But, you know, buy a pack. And if you don't like them, send it back. Like, don't let's not do this. OK, just figure it out. I don't know the SKU number. OK, I don't work for Amazon shipping fulfillment. I don't work for Hanes. I just figure it out like the rest of us. Wait, this is so embarrassing. But I was just like perusing the Internet, trying to scrape the bottom of the barrel to like think of other things to talk about because I'm so sick of myself. How did I miss that Kanye West got fucking married? Kanye West got married? When? Where where the fuck have I been? Living inside my own perfectly bleached, waxed, sugared, actually. She got sugared for the first time. I will tell you, as someone who's been lasered, waxed, prodded, waxed myself during COVID. Remember when I waxed my own vagina shut? That was really fun. Uh, Don't try it, gals. I got this like weird stripless purple wax kit and then I laid on the floor and I like spread my legs and then I tried to do the labia, but then I was like too scared to pull it off because it was hurting so bad. So then I stood up and because I was spread eagle on the floor when I stood up the lips, you know, my vagina like like obviously just due to gravity and, 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 and structure like shut. And then when I tried to remove it, it was like glued together. Remember I tried to go pee, but then like it came out the back, like the Bellagio fountains because I could, it wouldn't come out the proper hole because it was sealed shut, like zippered shut. So literally I had urine like coming up my butthole, whatever. Um, sugaring's great though. I did it and it was really really nice. I'm going back again next week, but then I don't want like the delivery. Like I don't want my doctor to think I'm like a dirty little whore. You know what I mean? And I don't go all the way. I used to go full, full (laughs) master Kramer is going to have a time with this. Okay. You're welcome. Sweet cheeks. Um, I don't want like the, my, my doctor to be like, Oh Jesus, like bald eagle. So I leave a, like a little something, but I also can't see my vagina anymore. So like, that's awkward. What was I saying? Oh yeah. Kanye West got married. Um, how did I get to my vagina and Kanye West? Oh my God. So he's married. That's crazy. I can't even believe it. Who cares? I don't care about that asshole. I really don't. I mean, do I still listen to Kanye West music? Yes. I can separate art from the artist, from a problematic artist. If I enjoy something, Andrew and me have gotten in quite a few tiffs, okay? Because Andrew, uh, we were making like playlists for our, you know, future demon seed. And there was a lot of Michael Jackson. I was like, "Mm, that's kind of a weird one. Like maybe we don't, you know, because he was like, allegedly a pedophile, et cetera, et cetera. Macaulay Culkin, whatever. Macaulay Culkin, whatever. And he's like, 
Michael Jackson is one of the greatest of all times. I'm like, yeah, but he also like maybe did a little boys. And he's like, okay, but like thriller is sick. And I was like, yeah, but then, you know, if you're like the person that like requests it at a bar bat mitzvah after like a couple teenies, like it's not, it's not the best in mixed company. But then we started talking about, I, personally, I'm Janet Jackson, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, I think she far supersedes Michael Jackson in terms of talent. Like I'm an escapade girly. I'm a rhythm nation girly. I'm a velvet rope girly. Okay. I'm a, uh, 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 what's it called? Um, oh my God. Shimmel. That's the way love goes. Are you fucking kidding me? Put that on at a dinner party. Okay. It's a fucking bop. You know, I really would be the best DJ. It is my my career backup plan when I get canceled because I have this gift of reading the temperature of a room. And I think there's like a mixture of like nostalgic, like Euro bops, like mojo lady, you know, lady, hear me tonight. Soul decision faded, kind of faded, but I feel all right. But then also like old school R&B, like Q-tip, vibrant thing. Mace, uh, deep Janet Jackson cuts. That's the way love goes. Then you kick it up to something like cool and like Thundercat. And then you, you put the thing down, flip it and reverse it. Like I would be an amazing DJ. Okay. Like my playlists are legendary. I can't even tell you how many people I have sent my, my everyday easy breezy house playlist to, and I will post it tomorrow for you because you will enjoy it. It's like cool and effortless, but lots of effort. You know what I mean? Lots of curation. I've spent more time doing that than almost anything in my entire life. So with Kanye West, even though I think he is a piece of shit monster and I don't care. I mean, listen, you can have mental health issues. You can be bipolar. You can be all of those things that, that by default doesn't make you a fucking asshole. And Kanye West is just plain and simple, a fucking asshole. However, is Runaway on my Easy Breezy House playlist? You betcha, Iris. You betcha, Iris. How many people watched Drop Dead Gorgeous this weekend? Raise your hand. I did. Oh, you betcha, Iris. I love St. Paul pork products. On that note, everyone give me five stars on iTunes because your girl deserves it. She blades out. And if you think I'm taking any time off once I push out the demon scene, you're dead wrong. I can't speak in normal sentences. Uh, talk to you next week. Also, in case you fucking forgot, there was an episode that dropped on Saturday. So make sure you didn't miss that one. It's a ride. But K-bye. Okay,